Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. My name is Ricky, and I'm the host of this podcast. We've been doing this for a little bit more than two years, and through that time, I've met some pretty incredible people. Some of the people I've met through doing this podcast are also podcasters. Dr. Patty Sadala, who you all know, she's been on the podcast. She asked me to be on her podcast, and we talk about eating and drinking and being merry. It's something that I love to do. I love to do all three of those things. And God wants us to enjoy life and have fun, but it's how we do it. Dr. Patty and I met through our host site called Podbean. And all a host site is for people who don't know is it's a place where you can go and start your podcast. And Dr. Patty and I both use Podbean. And she reached out to me through that platform And we've become friends. It's been really great. It's something that I feel like God has put in place. Her and I just instantly hit it off over email and here we are today. So without further ado, here is this episode from Dr. Patty Sadala's podcast called Experience Jesus. And she is hosting this conversation. We talk about a subject that a lot of people want to know about, especially with Christians. Can Christians have fun? Yes, yes, we can. We want to be merry and bright, especially through the holidays and into the new year. So here is Dr. Patty Sadala. All right, so this brainchild about talking about eating, drinking, and being merry was given to you from God. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me what you think he wanted us to talk about today. I think he wants us to understand how to eat, drink, and be merry because he made it. And I think he made it for good. Yeah. And I think we can, I'm going to use the word abuse it. I think we can take something as simple as having fun, eating, drinking, being merry, especially we just got out of a huge season with parties and friends and getting together and enjoying life. You know, how many t-shirts say merry and bright? And you and I've been emailing back and forth. And I really do feel like the Lord has led us to talk about it because it's something that we all want to enjoy life. We all want to have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to enjoy, we want to delight in what God has given us, Mm -hmm. but we don't necessarily, I'll just say, I don't know if everyone agrees, but when is it just the right amount? Right. It's a good question actually, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I really want to talk with you about today because you are so wise with knowing scripture and understanding it and painting pictures of what scripture means. And so I know we're going to be asking each other questions, but Dr. Patty Sadala, like I want to know what Ecclesiastes 8.15 means to you. And I, I, I would like to read it in this podcast. That was the verse that really the Lord put on your heart about it. So let's start there. Yes. And what I love too about your podcast before we start is that this is God focused and God driven. And the people who are tuning into this podcast are tuning in to meet Jesus. They are tuning in to find Jesus wherever they are. And I know that about your listeners. I've read the comments and that is so encouraging. So I just want to, whoever's listening to this podcast right now, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to hear what God has for you today. And thank you, God, for using Dr. Patty Sadala and myself to read your word. And my prayer is that you tell us what this means. So we'll just start off with that. Right. So yeah, we pray the Holy Spirit be the one that interprets this 
Yes. And, you know, we welcome your presence and we absolutely want to hear exactly what you have to say about it. And fortunately, yeah. you've given me something. Yes. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes. But yeah. yeah, let's start with the scripture. Thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Ecclesiastes 8.15, and this is in the NIV version. It says, so I commend the enjoyment of life because there is nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat and drink and be glad. Then joy will accompany them in their toil all the days of the life God has given them under the sun. And I want to know what does this mean? Because I want to, I want to eat and I want to drink and I want to be glad, you know? Right. And you know what? Unfortunately, so many people take that verse to, they twist it to believe that it means that they can overindulge, that it's Mm. sufficient to overindulge. But actually it's interesting. I found two verses before that, where in Ecclesiastes 8, 12 and 13, where he says, know that it will go well for you if you fear God or reverent to him. And yet, if you are wicked and do not fear God, it will not go well for you. And what he's saying is, when you fix your eyes on the pleasure and let it grow within you to be the thing that you're seeking. And this is a man who learned this lesson the hard way. This is a man who lived. He was the richest man that ever lived. He had 300 wives and 700 concubines. This was and learned a lesson about indulgence. And the real point of it was that he said, look, if you go too far with it, you will not be blessed by it. But what he's saying is they are, like you said, Ricky, gifts from the Lord to eat and drink and be merry. It's a gift from the Lord. And there are other verses in the Bible that actually take eat, drink and be merry, but they end with for tomorrow we die. It's like a couple of verses that say it that way. Yes, yes. But in Solomon's day, they did not have the Holy Spirit, right? They did not have, what does death mean after you die, right? What does death mean? So it really is about balance. I'm going to let you know what I, what the Lord had to say about it. When I asked him, hey, Lord, Jesus, what do you have to say about eating, drinking, and being merry? Mm. Many religious spirit denominations have tried to take the joy out of the Christian life. Right. Or redefine it. Right. It's really, it's, it's really, yeah. And he's going to go into this a little bit more. So he said in Ecclesiastes 15, when Solomon's saying, you might as well eat, drink, and be merry, he was speaking out of lessons learned in his own life of overindulgence and of saying that overdoing it does not satisfy. Right, right. They are gifts from the Lord. And he said, Ecclesiastes 8, 12 to 13, but it will go better for those who fear God. So Jesus, fix your eyes on me and you will be able to enjoy the gifts of food, drink, and laughter for they are good gifts given to you in moderation. Mm. Not make the desire for them bigger than the desire for me, or they cease to become blessings. Oh, can you say that last part one more time? Sure. He said, do not make the desire for those gifts bigger than me, bigger than your desire for him. Okay. They cease to be blessings. When you said too far, that stopped me. That whatever that thing is, whenever you've gone too far, I think the question is, what is moderation? How do you know 
if, I mean, I, I think you would know if you're eating too much because you'd get weird. And then it, you would get weird and if you, you know when you're drinking too much. Because and then you, you would get be weird, right? <laughs> you, <laughs> drinking too much makes you weird, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> whatever um, makes you weird right. that's too much okay <laughs> it's too much no the the answer to the question is where are your eyes fixed if your eyes are fixed on the lord then it is his good pleasure to give you things he's a father that wants to bless you right right but if right. Yes. your eyes are fixed on the blessing and not on God, then you're going to the rail. If your eyes are fixed on the blessing, and I think I can take that with me. If your eyes are fixed on the iPhone, if your eyes are fixed on the podcast, you know, for me personally, hosting a podcast, are my eyes fixed on the number of downloads? Are my eyes fixed on the number of likes? Are, mm. What are your eyes fixed on? And the answer to that should be Jesus. Something that you put in an email back to me when we were talking about this over email, you were talking about Solomon. It said, and this is what you wrote, he found that there was only satisfaction and joy in it when he connected it back to God. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Um, God, the gift giver. So the point is that you don't ever want to desire the gift over the gift giver. Amen. And that's even true of people who desire the fruits of the spirit or the, you know, they desire peace, but they think they can get peace apart from God, but he's the giver of peace. Right. And I know we're going in a certain direction with this, but I do want to add this in if it's okay. So last night, my husband and I were watching a documentary on Florida and the marijuana industry and how smugglers would get pot into Florida through Miami, through the Everglades, through wherever on the coast and how they were smuggling this in. Well, one piece of the documentary talked about this group down in Miami and they were a church and they said that God created this natural plant. And that it is holy and pure and it is God created, God breathed. It was their religion and marijuana, they called it ganja, was crucial, 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 crucial for that religion. Crucial, crucial. Wow. So right there, they're saying that the gift giver, you know, the gift is the marijuana, not the Jesus, not the savior, not the son of the world, not God, three in one, father, son, Holy Spirit. The God is the marijuana. And so the craziest thing about that, they're all sitting in a circle and whoever's listening, I just, I pray that you get this picture for the good and for God, but they had it mixed up. They're all sitting in a circle. They're all smoking marijuana, whatever. And the guy's saying, you can only get this oneness if you're in this circle like this, this oneness. Yes. And my heart sank because their lack of humility and surrender to a God who is above all and through all and created you and I, like they didn't create themselves. Marijuana didn't create themselves, but the God of all created them. And they're thinking their oneness, you know, their Holy Spirit divine connection Mm -hmm. is with something that they smoke that comes from the ground. You know what I mean? So I just went, man, they're lacking surrender. They're lacking humility. They're thinking that this enjoyment of life is found in that, you know? So anyway, I didn't mean to go off from that, but. No, I mean, you're, you're right. And you know, it's kind of important for us to understand because people can justify their addictions. Justify. That's so huge. Yeah. Justify their addictions by those kinds of beliefs. 
So switching off that for a second, what yes. I to talk about was how God is the gift giver and that his heart motivation is always love and his purpose for giving us that gift is love motivated, right? Yep. So if we look at Galatians 5, and 23 right now, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. So what I wanted people to understand about this verse is people go, oh, it's fruits of the spirit. No, there's one fruit, like right. a tree, it doesn't produce lots of fruits. Mm-hmm. Actually, the one fruit is love. And the rest, this is something the Lord clarified for me, define love, okay? And in the Bible, the way that they would say this is important would be to repeat themselves. So Jesus would say, truly, truly. He's like, attention. Yeah. Give me the truth. Truth. Truly, I said it twice. Pay attention to the next thing I say, right? Right, yeah. Repeating is one way to emphasize. It's like they didn't have bold. They didn't have exclamation points. They didn't have all caps. Martha, Martha. Yes, pay attention. But the other thing about it is that the order when he's listing something in the Bible, you start with the most important thing and the last thing is the least important thing. So what you- Really? Yes, that is another thing that helps you understand when there is a list, when, when it's a comma, 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 and you go, wow, which one, what's the order here? And what can I learn from the order here? Okay, so, but the fruit of the spirit is love. And what is the first defining word after love? Joy. joy. Yeah. Now, if Christians are not marked by joy, peace, and patience, mm. they're doing it wrong. Yeah. All right. Wow. That means yes. we better understand what joy is. Okay. Can we talk about that for a few minutes? Let's go. Because I know whoever's listening wants this. They want joy and they want the real joy, not the stuff we see on a coffee mug. Yeah. So joy is a kingdom emotion. So let's talk for a minute about the difference between a human emotion and a kingdom emotion. Okay. So happiness is a human emotion. Joy is a kingdom emotion. There's a different intensity, right? This is really interesting, Ricky, and that just happened last night. Okay. So I'm going to share this off the top of the cuff here about what the Lord did last night. So I was in a church group. It's just a group that meets every other Wednesday. And the purpose is to just experience Jesus. We have fun. We do fun interventions. People get healed. It's crazy. So that's amazing. People walked in and there were some people in that group that were like, I just don't feel the joy of the season. I just don't feel it. Because right now we are a week away from Christmas. And so when this airs on my podcast, it's going to be the first one in January. When it airs on yours, it'll probably be February. But what we're talking about right here was that we're supposed to feel joy in the season. People walked into the room and they said, I don't feel joy. The world has gotten too commercialized. And basically what the Lord was saying is, well, that's because you're fixing your eyes on the commercialization on the meaning of the the season. Okay. So in our Jesus encounter, and this will be, by the way, the Jesus encounter that I add to the end of my episode. Okay. We ask the Lord to show us what joy is, the depths of joy. And what does it really take to get there? Well, he answered the question differently for everyone, and he will answer that question differently for the people that experience the encounter at the end of the day. Let me share what he showed me. Yes, I love that you said he will show you. 
He will show you. He always does, right? He, and he wants to. So I asked him, hey, show me joy. I'm my little girl self in the special place and we're near the river of living water, which in mm. I've experienced it as a multiple color river, right? And the Lord and this dolphin shows up and we're able to ride the dolphin. Okay, we're going to get on the back of the dolphin. So we're on the back of the dolphin. Okay. And he, I have another friend who is just like you, who like imagines like this stuff. With Jesus is, I'm right in the back of the dolphin. All right. Well, let's so go. And I are on the back of a dolphin. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm just underneath the surface of the water. And there's the school fish that swirl around us and make us giggle. And he says, that's happiness. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. And the dolphin takes us down and there's beautiful coral and every type of fish that you've even fish you've never seen before. And they're all really multiple colored. It's more like art down there than it is like things. It's just so gorgeous. And he said, and this is the beauty of joy. And then he takes a little deeper and I couldn't really see anything, but I felt this overwhelming peace flood over me. He said, that's the level peace connected to joy. And then we go all the way down and Jesus starts to laugh his head off, which makes me laugh. When somebody laughs, you laugh, right? Right. Yes. You start to laugh. Right. Okay. This must be the holy laughter. Will you explain to me the holy laughter? Do you want to know what he said? What? Yes. Please tell me. Because you know what? A lot of people don't even believe that's from God, right? It's just so. Yes. Laughter is good medicine. It, doesn't the proverb say that? Yes. After good, good medicine. medicine. Ricky, you just hit on it because the Lord gave you a verse about it. He, yes. When somebody is hit with holy laughter, they're laughing with me. They have picked up the kingdom emotion of joy to the deepest level. And he said, I'm laughing at the enemy for thinking he's an opponent. He's not an opponent. Right. Somebody is hit with the holy laughter. They're getting healed. Joy has healing properties. Joy has healing properties. Ooh, that's kind of deep. Yeah, right. And and it is. It says right in the in the word. I've got Proverbs seventeen twenty two. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And then in Psalms one twenty six verse two, this is the ESV version. It says, "Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they." said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Amen. Whoa. (laughs) You know what else he said about it is joy is connected with a heart of gratitude because when you are content and it's not circumstantially motivated, you're content because you know who you are, you know who God is and you're content. That's joy. Yeah. I've heard you talk about this on your podcast about joy being connected to a heart of gratitude. And I think that's so powerful because for whoever is feeling down today, joy is connected to a heart of gratitude. And so just instantly thanking God for what he's done for you in this moment, just thanking him right now for maybe the business cards that you have, yeah, you know, big or small. Thank you, God, for AC. Thank you, God, for this lighter that I have right here to light my candle that smells really good. (laughs) You know? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for what you've given me. And we're supposed to thank him for our trials and tribulations too. And oh, wow. That yeah. was something that he said was a switch. So mm. he's spoken to me to before about switches. 
And what he means by a switch is jumping from your perspective to his, what will switch you from your perspective to his, because your perspective can go, wow, I just lost my job. That's a bad thing. And you start to panic and you get upset. Hyperventilate. But if you switch to his perspective and you realize that he's sovereign enough to allow you to lose your job. Right that there is something better and you thank him for the challenge and the trial. What he told me before was that it gets you through it faster. Right. You just get right. through it faster. So mm. your eyes fixed. And do you recognize that it's a gift? One Timothy six seventeen says, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on uncertain riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Right, right. Um, I'm reading Ephesians right now. And I think this is so powerful what you're saying. It's just painting the picture. When I knew that I was preparing for this interview, I know when I listen to you, I'm going to learn something from God's word just because you're seeking him for that wisdom. And I'm ready to learn. And I know I'm going to learn from you. And when you just said jumping from your perspective to his, Mm-hmm. It's just making me think about this reading in Ephesians where Paul's in prison and to the world, it's like, oh, woe is him, worldly view, da da da. But he's like, I'm working. Yeah. You know, God's at work here. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we want to see wherever we are, what's ever in front of us as, you know, woe is this, woe is that, like, this is the end. Like what the scripture that you read for tomorrow, we will die. You know what I mean? But today is what God has called you to, right? you know, and that's his perspective is the gift of today, the gift of this breath, the gift of this moment. Yes. And not tomorrow. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. His perspective. My pastor once said, and I didn't forget it. He said, you only have the present moment. Every Mm. you have was a present moment. Wow. Yeah. You only have the present moment. And so abiding in Christ. And that was the other thing that he said last night. He, He really revealed to us last night about abiding. He said, you know that angels are the most joyful of all creation, and it's because of their constant proximity to me. Their constant proximity. Constant proximity. He said, they cannot help it to be joyful Mm. because they're in constant proximity to me. And he said, the choice of abiding in me results in joy. And that goes back to the, where are you fixing your eyes? Where are your eyes fixed? 100%. Who this is good. Okay, something that I want to make sure that we clear up in this conversation, uh, just to dive deeper into our subject for today. In your email, I know you were talking about that you were going to share some verses related to freedom in Christ, the power we have to overcome fleshly desires and joy being part of the fruit of the spirit, evidence of a spirit-led life. Mm -hmm. And something that I learned from you when you were a guest on my podcast, evidence of a spirit led life. And I'm telling you, Dr. Patty Sadala, I love this line that you gave me. I swear I carry it in my heart. Oh, nice. It's from the Lord. It's good. And you were saying high fruit bearing Christians are resters. Mm -hmm. High fruit bearing Christians are good resters. And man, that makes me take Sunday more seriously. And it also makes me take Monday more seriously because 
I am resting on mission. I'm resting for a purpose to leave a high fruit bearing spirit led life. I asked the Lord, how much rest are you talking about? Yeah. What does a level of rest need to look like, God? And he showed me a little rubber ducky going really fast in a stream, really, really fast. It was flying down the stream. And he said, how much is the duck contributing? How much work? How much effort is that rubber duck in the movement down that river? None, Lord. That's how much rest I need. I need you to rest enough to be in the flow of the living water flow. Yeah. Let me take you. There was another metaphor it gave me about wind and waves and paddling your boat out and waiting, Yeah, waiting for the direction. Cause a lot of times, sometimes we just like get ahead of God and we just like move. Right. But right. sit there and wait. And then he said, and then when the wind kicks up, the wind and the waves will take your boat into shore and shore is your fruit bearing destiny. He said, your job is to hang on, right? hang on, right. hang on and allow him to take you completely to the destiny, the appointments where God has an anointed time for you to do something and it's going to be by his power. So it yeah. is about learning how to live naturally supernatural. Yeah, that's so great. You all study that. It was in the email where you talked about that first Timothy 617. And I'm just going to read it again. It says, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And you wrote underneath that. I just wanted to share that with the listeners because I think it'll be something that you will take away from this message. And you write, most of the verses about pleasure warn strongly against overindulgence. Even Solomon warns against it saying he tried it and it was vanity. Nothing can fill the God-shaped hole, but when our heart is right with God, He loves to add pleasures and joy to our lives and he loves to give good gifts. I just want to know in your life, you know, I'm going to ask you a question on your podcast, but I think it would be good for the listeners to know a little bit more about you. You know, tell us a time when God has given you joy in your life, like that joy that you were talking about in this email. Oh my gosh. Almost daily. I mean, he's fun. He's silly. He's delightful. He gives us every good blessing care of our family, opens doors. Some of my best times with God in the spirit, I've played with him as a child in the spirit. It's one of the things I teach the first couple episodes of Experience Jesus podcast that is that being a child connects you with the joyful self, you know, your innocence. I've played hide and seek with him in my special place where he's hiding on the ceiling upside down, you know, or He takes me on a magic carpet ride and flips the carpet upside down. Yeah. It's, it's just, he's fun and he's funny and it just brings me absolute delight. And even when I was mad enough at him that I showed up in my special place, my pajamas, and I said, I'm not leaving. And you tell you tell me why you didn't expect it. Right. He was like, he doesn't fall off his throne, but everything God does is motivated by love. Psalm 1611 says that in God's presence is fullness of joy. So it makes sense that all the fun times you have with God in your special place, playing with him as a child and just enjoying him for him and not for what he can do for you would bring you joy. And so the more time you spend with him, the more 
those experiences rack up and you have memories with him that bring you memories. And I think for whoever's listening to this, we just came out of a holiday season, memories with Jesus. Part of that is spending time with loved ones, family and friends. I just love that you said he doesn't fall off of his throne. He doesn't fall off. And I would say, you know, for me, this eat, drink and be glad is something that we've messaged about on email, but it's something that I love to do. I love to eat. Like I just had an amazing sandwich before this conversation. I just <laughs> and I put chips on my sandwich. Okay. Like real good Lay's potato chips. I love a good sandwich. I love to drink and be merry. I know it's in moderation that we need to do all that. I love to have a glass of wine yeah. with my family around the dinner table and talk about our day and enjoy the conversation and hear my son ramble through what he did today. That makes absolutely no sense. He's in that phase of life where he says stuff that's so funny, but mm. nobody, no adult would say that. You know what I mean? How old is he? He's three and a half. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, and, and, you know, that comes all to, so too, he started to talk back a little bit, but he's also saying the things that just make you laugh. Cause it's like, you know, I would have never thought that, or I would have never seen that, or I would have never said that, that, you know, yeah, I can enjoy him. I can enjoy that, that first Timothy six seventeen. but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Right. And we can enjoy what he's given us, but we can also overdo it. We can yeah. also cancel moderation yeah. and dive in too far. And we can make that thing an idol. We can take the gift giver and push him aside and put the blessing in front. And I just think this is such an interesting conversation to have the start of 2022, when you want everything to be good, like it's already new. We know it's new. Like it's a new day, you know, it's already new and we want to make it good. And I, I mean, it starts with fearing God. You talked about it. Yeah. Fearing God. So. And you know, this morning in the spirit life circle, we were talking about this very subject and we went into our 12 minute journaling time. And when I sat in front of the Lord, he just had this goofy, big smile on his face, which of course makes me smile. And he said, mm -hmm. did you know when you smile, even when, if, if you don't feel like it, the muscles release endorphins. Okay. So you can just smile and it yeah. makes you it changes your mood. He shared that with me. And then the song, I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart, it's down right. in my heart. I got the joy, 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 joy down yeah. in my heart, <laughs> down yeah. in my heart to stay. That's right. And he was joyous. It's such a choice. It's a choice. It's to look at the beautiful things. Like you were saying, when you're diving down deep, when you know, you're on the dolphin with Jesus and he's taking you deeper and he's taking you deeper and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And Proverbs 15, 13, a glad heart makes a cheerful face, but mm -hmm. sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. Mm -hmm. I mean, there it is. Like if you were wondering how to have a cheerful face, a glad heart makes a cheerful face. Yeah. And gratitude and just realizing that there's a blessing, a silver lining blessing, yeah. everything. And it's so hard for some people to natural, hear that. If you can't see it, ask them to show you. There was one lady that said, I don't have a single happy memory of my childhood. And Jesus said, well, I was there. Here's five. And he reminded her five times that she had fun and was joyful as a child. Yeah. Five times that she didn't remember. He goes, well, I was there for every moment of your life. Right. Here's five. Pick one. 
remember it with gladness, you know? Yeah. So. A glad heart makes a cheerful face. There's yeah. this radio show I love to listen to. It's called the Bobby Bones Show. It's nationally syndicated. Have you heard of it? It's a country radio show. No. Well, on the show, I mean, they don't do it all the time, but like if somebody's having a bad day or they just need to laugh, they will for 60 seconds or 45 seconds, I think it is, they will just laugh so hard, <laughs> you know, just like, like if you were to stop right now <laughs> and just, <laughs> yeah, that'll make you, us laugh. Yeah. You, you not only burn calories, but you get a cheerful face, yeah. you get a glad heart. And so I just love that if for anybody who's out there, I don't know if you're going through a hard time or, or if you just need to laugh today, if you need to smile today, you know, I learned this from a country radio show, but just laugh and don't laugh for like two seconds, laugh for like 60 seconds. It'll not only give you a workout, but it'll make you smile. Yeah. So it's yeah. funny. And it's <laughs> contagious. It's more contagious. Yawning is contagious. Yes. Laughing is contagious. Oh, yeah. When I was in news, I used to be a news broadcaster. I had a mentor in news. You know, have you ever seen in news where, say, a reporter has a story and then they toss it back to the anchors? Right. Or the anchors have it and toss it out to the reporter. During those chit chats, sometimes we used to go back and forth. And now, mind you, the anchor that I'm tossing it to, I was a reporter. He was very, very experienced, decades of working in the same position. And he would say, you've got to stop with that nervous laughter. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it was coming from my heart because I was so nervous on air live. He doesn't know this is like, I've never done anything like this before. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what the audio, the people watching you were loving it. Oh yeah, they. I hope that they were, but it's just, um, it's so funny that we're talking about a glad heart makes a cheerful face. And there was another verse that I have written down here to share with everyone, but it's Proverbs fourteen thirteen. Even in laughter, the heart may ache, and the end of joy may be grief. I, I mean, that was really stressful for me. I'm not gonna lie, like doing live reporting. It sounds fun, but I almost wet my britches every time I'm. <laughs> even in laughter, the heart may ache, you know, it just shows that God can do anything and he's our foundation. And Amen. it's important that we fix our eyes on him and all things. So he can bring joy. Amen. Well, I just want to thank you so much, Ricky, for just coming up with this idea. And it was a real blessing for me to be on your podcast and so happy to have you on mine and to be on yours again. We do this. Yes. It's just been so much fun. I want to encourage everybody to check out Broadcast His Love, which is Ricky's podcast, Ricky Van Stewart's podcast. And thank you mm-hmm. so much for the time that you spent doing this. And you and I could talk all day, girl. I feel we really could. Yeah. 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 Eat, drink, and be so. merry, everyone. Just do it in moderation. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. So. Yes. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 
We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi y'all, this is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>